Good morning, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vo'era, Tov Shin Pei Gimel. We're continuing the Shir in Likut HaLochas, Yoradeya, Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Nedarim, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Dalid. We dedicate the learning today for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Atora Esther Basgalia, and the newborn baby, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomen Isim ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Hindechasa bas Chana, Soragitl bas Chana Riva, Gitgenendel bas Sipoira, Boruch Mordechai ben Tali, Soralea bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha bas Shira Dvoira, Shira Dvoira bas Miriam, Jonas ben Hilda, Yehuda ben Soramaya, Soramaya bas Sipoira Rivka, Chaim ben Rachel, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Gershon Chanai Chenech ben Rochel, Tuv Yitzvi ben Chayaliza, Eitan Yoel ben Edna, Ami ben, Ami ben Chai ben Yehudis Gila, Michal Esther bas Ruhia, Menachem ben Rishabasha, Chaya Brocha bas Pero, Besoich Shar Choyle Yisrael, Shemin Eliezer ben Rochel. We spoke about Neder in the previous year. Now Rab Nosson Sal goes into the topic of Shavua. Ushvua zehabechino hashnia. Shvua is the second category. We spoke about category one was before the Torah was given, or even after the Torah was given, when a person has to take a break from Torah. That was category category one, where a person has to tap into the oitzar matnas chinam. A person has to tap into that chesed with which the world was operating before the Torah was given. Whereas Shavua represents the second category. Hainu ki be'emes iker kiyum ho'ilom hu rak al yedei ha-toyre she-kiblu Yisrael. Rav says, really, what's sustaining the world and keeping the world around is the fact that the Jewish people receive the Torah on Ha-Sinai. And it's through the Torah and through our study of Torah and observing the mitzvahs of the Torah, that's what brings a flow of shefa, of bounty from Hashem, and that's what keeps the world alive. And that's related with shvua, which is, again, a form of an oath. Ki shvua because the term Shvua represents the entire Torah. The Torah is a composite of all seven spheroids, chesed through malchus, which correspond to the seven days of the week. We find the Ramban speaks about this, and he mentions the connection between the word Shavua and Shiva. Ki bechinas ha-toira ha-ne'elemes, bechinas neder, hi lemalo mi Shiva simei ha-binyan, kayadua. Because the concept that we spoke about earlier, about the hidden Torah, the Torah that's hidden in the ten statements of creation, and, and the hidden Torah that sustained the world before the Torah was officially given, which corresponds to neder, that's above the seven spheroids. That's Bina. We mentioned the word neder is nun doer, 50th generation. 
whereas the Torah that was actually given to us in a revealed way, is associated with the number seven. The Ramban there also quotes the Pasuk, Hashem carved out the, her pillars, seven, the seven pillars of the Torah, which are Bereshis, Shmois, Vayikra, those are three. Bamidbar is three, because in middle of Bamidbar you have that small two, three sentences of Vayihi ben Soya Ha'oran which have those upside-down nuns in front of them and in back of them, which is considered a separate entity. So that splits up Bamidbar into three books. So Breshis Shmois Vayikra is three, Bamidbar is three, that's six, and Dvarim is number seven. So the Torah, in its revealed form, is associated with the number seven. And what, what really is sustaining the world and keeping the world functioning properly is only through the Torah. Through our involvement in Torah and its mitzvahs. It's through the Torah that Hashem sends bounty and, and, and sustenance to everything in the world. That's why the Gemara says, If not for my covenant, if not from the Torah, the laws of heaven and earth cease to function. The world cease to, ceases to function. And therefore, when a person uses an oath, a type of shavua, where the person forbids themselves onto a certain object, I am forbidden to partake from this object. So now that object also becomes Torah. Because a person has this capability because of the fact that we, human beings, we are the ones who, who pour life into everything in the world through our connection to the Torah. That's what enables us to connect everything to the Torah, to make everything part of the Torah. This means that we have the ability to draw spiritual life into anything and everything in this world based on what we want. Meaning, if we decide to make that object an obligation upon ourselves, to obligate myself to have to do something, or the opposite. By using the terminology that's considered to be an oath, a shvua. Which we said that shvua represents the entire Torah. From which everything in the world draws its life. Remember, the whole act of Hashem giving us the Torah on Har Sinai is called Shavua. 
the Gemara uses the term, we are mushba made mehar sinai. We've already been sworn to be loyal to Hashem on Har Sinai. So our whole connection to the Torah is Shavuah. And when a person uses the terminology of Shavuah to declare myself obligated to, to something or to declare myself forbidden from something, I'm drawing energy from the Torah into that object through this means. That I'm drawing energy from the Torah into that object, either in a positive form, to obligate something, or the opposite. To either obligate to do or not to do. And now this object becomes, becomes Torah. It has a mitzvah in it, or an av- if I comply, if I handle it the right way, or an Avera, if I do the wrong thing. As a result of my pouring spiritual life into that, from the Torah into that object in the form that I did, based on my oath, whether it was positive or negative. Question in the chat, we, made, we mentioned in the previous year that neder is associated with the hidden Torah and Shavuot is associated with the revealed Torah. And we mentioned that neder is bina, neder is nun dor, 50th generation, 50 levels of bina. The Pasuk in the Torah, when it introduces the topic of neder, it says, ish ki yafli lindor neder lashem. If a person will do something wondrous, yafli, the term pele, is associated with above the seven lower spheroids. Sometimes it's associated with the Kesser, the highest, and Kesser and Bina have a very special connection. So Neder is associated with Bina, Kesser, Pele, which is above the seven spheroids, which means it's, it represents the hidden Torah. Just like in a Sefer Torah, we've mentioned many times, in a Sefer Torah you'll see letters and crowns on the letters. That's the revealed aspect of the Torah. What you will not see, which is still Torah, is the vowels and the musical notes. Why? Because that's the hidden Torah. That's Sisrei Torah. That's the Nistar. That's a much higher level. So Neder is the higher level. Shavua is within. Shavua is Shiva. Shavua is associated with the seven, the seven lower spheres, which represent this world, the revealed the revealed Torah. I started looking into the Ramban yesterday. I didn't get a chance to really look into it, but the Ramban over there, where Rav Nosanzal quotes over here, in Chumash Bamidbar, chapter 30, Pasa Gimel, the Ramban there has a whole elaboration. It's in the beginning of Parshas Matos, where it introduces the topic of Neder and Shavuah. The Ramban there goes into an explanation about Shavuah and showing the connection to Shiva. Paragraph Hay. Nimza. So based on what we learned so far, we conclude Shenedorim u'shvuos heim bechina achas that neder and shvua 
are part of one category, I'm taking things from this world, I'm taking objects that are not necessarily mitzvah objects, tzitzis, tefillin, a lulav, a mezuzah, those are mitzvah objects. I'm taking a cup of coffee, I'm taking a watch, I'm taking something that's not spiritual, and I'm turning it into Torah. I'm, I'm putting a, a label on it now, which makes, it, which makes that into something that could go either way. It could be a mitzvah if I fulfill my vow, or avera if I break my vow, if I go against it. By connecting that object to the Torah, and by doing this, I'm showing that there's Torah in this also. Not just that there's Torah in a Sefer Torah or in a Chumash, there's Torah in a watch, in a cup of coffee. And all of these objects are receiving their life, their spiritual, from the Torah. However, neder is revealing the hidden Torah that's related to that object. Which is above the revealed Torah. It's above the standard Torah. As in the examples that I've given. And this is why the Gemara tells us that if a person makes a vow regarding a mitzvah, it's valid. Even though you say, what do you mean vow? We're, we're already vowed. We're already obligated to perform a mitzvah. But the Gemara shows that neder can even be chal on a mitzvah. Ki haneder hu Because when I'm going into neder, I'm going above the standard Torah. I'm going above the commitment that we made on Har Sinai. <clears throat> and therefore, it's valid. It's something new. Whereas Ushvua, who bechinas sho'oise mizeh hadov or Torah. In Shvua, I'm making this object into Torah. Through the life and sustenance that I'm pouring into that object from the Torah, from the revealed Torah. And through this, I'm making that object also into Torah. And therefore, the Gemara over there in Adorim, page 13, says, if a person makes a shavuah to keep Shabbos or a shavuah, it doesn't count. It's invalid. It doesn't work. Because the whole power of shavuah comes from the Torah, from the revealed Torah. Whereas neder is coming from a higher place, above the Torah. From that energy that sustained the world before Matan Torah. The hidden Torah. Now, one way of being able to look at this, you have a room that has electricity in it. And the electricity usually works. And usually, 98% of the time, that's what provides light in the room. But you have this backup generator, or you have this special light bulb that's designed 
that when the electricity shuts off, when there's a short circuit, when something goes wrong, that light goes on. Now, which is better? Which is bigger? Both of them have important aspects to them. The regular electricity is what we're using 98% of the time. And, that's, you know, and everybody knows that. It's it. However, that backup generator is extremely important during those times when the regular electricity can't do, won't do it, won't do, you have that backup thing that's more powerful. It doesn't need, I don't care if the, the electric company, I don't care if anything fails, this thing will still work, this thing will still provide light. This is one way of looking at this, the concept of above, what do we mean by above the Torah? And again, we know Rabbeinu Salli Kutimran quotes the Zohar Kodesh, which says, Oiraisa mi chachma ilo anafkis. We know that you'll ask most Jews, is there anything higher than the Torah? They'll look at you like you're nuts. Totally crazy. That's sacrilegious. You're a shegetz, you're a goy, you're an apikoros. Of course there's nothing higher than the Torah. There can't be anything higher than the Torah. The Torah is Hashem. But the Zohar Kodesh, the Sifrei Kabbalah, show us that there are levels and levels and levels. I'm giving you a perfect example. We know everybody will admit that the vowels are part of the Torah. Vowels are part, but it's not there. In a Sefer Torah, it's just not there. So what's going on here? The answer is that there's revealed and hidden. And between the two, the Zohar Kodesh makes it perfectly clear that the hidden is a higher level, a higher level. So the Zohar Kodesh uses the terminology oiraisa mi chachma ilo anafkis. The Torah comes from a much higher place that's called chachma ilo. And Rabbeinu Zal in several places in Likud Emran shows us the relationship between these. Question in the chat. Didn't we say in the previous year that through neder also we're drawing the power of the Torah into an object? Neder is drawing from the hidden Torah. Neder is drawing from the vowels and the, and the, and the, the musical notes. Neder is drawing from the secrets of Torah, which are hidden, which are not there. You look in a Chumash, Bereshis is Bereshis, beginning. You look in the Zohar Kodesh, there's 350 pages of secrets on the word Bereshis. So there's the revealed Torah and the hidden Torah. Another question. Question, why is this not called erin a mitzvah, called Baal Tosef? The answer is because this is a mitzvah. It's not erin a mitzvah. In the Torah, it says that there's a law of making an eder and a shvua. And, and that aspect, that mitzvah, gives us the ability to add something to the basket. Lahavdil, you go into a computer, you want to purchase something, and, and they tell you, do you want to add this to your basket? So in the basket, Hashem put mezuzah, tefillin, tzitzit, sukkah, everything. There is a mitzvah, one of the 613 mitzvahs gives me the ability to add a whole bunch of other stuff to the basket. But it's still, one of the, it's still under the umbrella of that one of the 613 mitzvahs, which is the law of neder, or the law of shvua. Back inside... <clears throat> And with this, we understand what the Gemara says in the beginning of Nedorim. Neder mitzar cheftze alei. Shvua mitzar nafshe achevtze. The difference between neder and shvua 
is that in neder, I'm declaring this object forbidden to me or obligatory to me. In shvua, I'm placing the obligation on myself. I'm declaring I am obligated to do something with this object or I am forbidden to do something with this object. Because a human being is the Torah. We are, are the Torah. As Rabbeinazal writes in chapter 13 in Likut Imran, and as it says clearly in the Pasuk in the Chumash, Zois ha-toira odam ki And, and the, the Mephorshim say, Zois, this is the Torah, man, a human being is the Torah. Ki kol odam kolul mi kol kula. Because every single one of us, every single human being is comprised of the entire Torah. Shehi ramach the Torah is comprised of 248 positive commandments, 365 negative commandments. Shehem keneged ramach evorum gidem shalodam, corresponding exactly to the 248 organs in the body and the 365 tendons in the body. Vyalkein kishoise shivua. And therefore, when a person makes a shivua, which we explained represents the entire Torah, the Torah is called shivua. We all swore to Hashem on Har Sinai to, to be loyal to Him. In shivua, I am making, declaring myself forbidden to this house. I am not allowed to enter into this house. I am not allowed to eat this object. Again, what, what makes this, what empowers this Shavua is the fact that I drew energy, life, from the Torah into that object in this form. Lasois, as a commitment to do something, or to declare that I'm not allowed to do something. And that turns that into Torah. And I'm obligated to fulfill the Shvur, to fulfill whatever I, oath I made. And therefore, the Gemara defines this as a situation where I am forbidding myself onto that object. I, I'm saying, I am not allowed to enter into that house. I am not allowed to eat this. Because we said, I am, a to- I am the Torah. I am a Sefer Torah. And therefore, I, as a Sefer Torah, am infusing everything in this world with life. As a result of me being a safer Torah, a complete Torah. Because every human being is a microcosm of the entire world. And everything in the world is receiving life, energy, via people, via us, because we are a composite of the entire Torah. Nimtza, therefore we conclude, 
when a person makes a certain type of an oath, I am declaring myself, I am forbidden from this item. I'm drawing energy from me, which is the, the Torah, onto that object, in a form of forbiddenness. That turns this into Torah, and that object becomes forbidden. I become forbidden to partake in that object. But neder is something above the Torah, above the revealed Torah. Neder is the hidden Torah. And there it works in the opposite direction. Whereby we're drawing energy, life, from up, from above to below, bebechinas Torah in the form of Torah, hein oilav, whether it's positive or negative. What do we mean here? Hainu shehu mamshich umegala hachius hanelam bazehadovor. I'm reveal, I'm drawing and revealing the hidden life that's in that object. Bebechinas Torah meelo lesato a level of Torah that's coming from a very high place, coming down. Because this hidden light, this hidden life is a very high level. And this energy, this light that's being called neder, this hidden Torah, is something that has the ability to sustain the world without us doing anything, without us taking any initiative at all, right? That, ba- that backup light in the house, the mo- or, or that backup generator in any machine, the second that the fuse blows, it takes over. You don't have to flick a switch, you don't have to, it's automatic. It happens by itself, no human intervention. Because this is tied into what sustained the world before we received the Torah, before the Torah was being kept up and everything. So what we're being shown here is that this energy, this light, is not happening through us, through any initiative on our part at all. Rak Hashem Yisborach Mekayim Ho'olam Biatzmoi Bechesed Chinam Bali Maisat Achtoinim Klal But rather, Hashem is sustaining the world with free energy, without any initiative on our part whatsoever. V'yalkein Ayidei Bechinezu Hu Yochoi Lasois Mizeh HaDover Biatzmoi Torah that's what makes it possible for me to turn this physical item into Torah. And to declare this object forbidden to me. 
Because what I did was I turned this object into Torah through that hidden Torah, which is not dependent on any human being at all. Whereas Shvua, Whereas Shvua works differently. Shvua works through the person. Shvua, Shvua takes effect as a result of the fact that a human being is a Torah, and by a human being saying these words, the person is generating a certain type of light. And that enables me also to make Torah out of anything in the world. Because I am a Torah, and, and, and I am the one who's giving energy to the world. That's why the Gemara explains in, 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 in Shavua, I am declaring myself forbidden onto that object. Because the person is the Torah, is a Torah. Remember what the Gemara says, how silly are those people who stand up for a Sefer Torah and they don't stand up for a Talmud Chacham. So a Talmud Chacham is the Torah plus, in a sense. V'alkein beneder ein shayach shum shem v'kinui. And therefore, the, the, the Gemara and the Shohara tell us two laws. That by neder, there's no concept of kinui. Kinui means another term that's similar to it. And if a person makes a neder to put on tzitzis, or if a woman makes a neder to light candles, it doesn't, it's meaningless. It has no effect. Because again, neder is tied into that hidden light, that hidden to Sheshom ne'elomim kol hashemois. I'm sorry. To turn neder in shayach boishum shem v'kinui, that in neder, a person can not make a neder using the name of Hashem. Making a neder, employing the name of Hashem. No such thing. Shavua, there is a concept of swearing by Hashem's name. And again, making a neder about a mitzvah has no effect. Because neder is tapping into that hidden place. There, all the names are hidden. There, there are no names in a sense. It's above, a name is a tzimtzum. There we're talking about a level of light that's above the concept of names. And all of the Torah up there is all in a state of hiddenness. Whereas Shavua does apply, Shavua does apply using the name of Hashem or a nickname of Hashem or swearing by a Sefer Torah. Because Shvua represents the entire revealed Torah, which is associated with that seven. 
which represents all of the basic names of Hashem, Sheklulim Beshiva Shemois Sheinam Nimchokim, which the Gemara tells us and the Shulchan Aruch tells us that there are seven basic official names of Hashem, which once you write that, you're not allowed to erase it. You're never allowed to erase it. And even if a person makes a shvua without actually using Hashem's name or a nickname of Hashem, the shvua is valid 100%. As it points out in Shulchan Aruch Nyeradeya, because the term shvua or saying, I swear, that, that word shavua is bechinas klolius ha That itself represents the entire revealed Torah. Bechinas klolius ha-shiva shemois. That represents all the seven basic names of Hashem. Shezeh bechinas loshen shavua. That's what the term shavua is all about. Paragraph Zayin. Question? No, we said in the previous paragraph, that Nedorim are not chal on Dvar Mitzvah. I'm sorry, ah, uh-uh, correct. We'll see, we'll see in a moment. We said that if a person makes, yeah, that Neder is chal on a mitzvah. Just a moment. Yes, in paragraph hey, Neder is chal on a mitzvah. Shvua is not chal on a mitzvah. We're not saying the opposite at all. We're saying that neder comes from a higher place, and therefore neder can add something to the mitzvah. Shvua is the revealed. Shvua is the mitzvah. Shvua, you're not adding anything by your shvua. Paragraph Zayin, v'zeh shehischelatana mesechta nedorim kol kinuye nedorim kenedorim. And this is why the Tana, in the beginning, the first mission of Mesech Nedarim says that all types of synonyms to the term neder are also valid forms of making a neder. Ki neder u shvua hu bechinas chius elikus kaviochel hamespashet bechol hadvorim sheboilam u bechol halashoyne sagoyim. Because neder and shvua both represent spiritual energy that extends over everything in the world, including all languages in the world. Shezeo bechinas neder u'shvua, that's what a neder and shvua are about, shemegalin shebechol hadvorim yesh elokusi isboro kaviochel. By making a neder or a shvua, we're showing that there's spirituality, there's heavenliness, this ruchni in everything in the world. Not, not like people think, not like some people think, that in the house of worship, that's where God is. Outside the house of worship, everything goes. You know, it's nothing to do with spirituality. Not true. In Judaism, we know that Hashem is everywhere. And, and by making a nether on a cup of coffee, on a watch, on, a tra- on anything, on an app, we're showing that Hashem is everywhere, not just in the house of worship. And therefore, I can make anything in the world into Torah or Mitzvah. Therefore, when it comes to neder, 
the Gemara says we follow how people use that word, how people interpret a word. <laughs> because neder can be made in any language or any term that people consider a, for, a term of vow. Because it's possible to find Hashem and divine light in everything, including in the languages of the Goyim. Rabbi Nisan Likudimran many times brings the Gemara that says that in the Torah you have the word Litoitafois. Tefillin is called Toitafois. And the Gemara says Toitafois is not any kind of Hebrew word. Where does it come from? The Gemara says, I'll tell you. Tat. In, in Caspian means two, and pat in African means two. So the word toitofois is two, two, which means four, the four parshias of the tefillin, the four sections in the tefillin. So we see that even in the languages of the Goyim, there is this elokus, this hidden presence of Hashem. Ki bekulam, because Hashem's divine light is hidden in everything and everywhere. Ki because that's what's giving life into everything. Shezehu ikr neder and that's what neder and shvua are really all about. Paragraph Ches, v'alkein hechocham oiker haneder meikoroi, and this explains why the the, the Gemara and Halacha tell us that a chacham, <coughs> a great rabbi, has the ability to uproot a neder from its origin. A chacham can be mater neder, can say, had you known this and this and this, would you have made this vow? And the person says no. Then he says the, na- the vow is erased from its inception. It's like you never made it. Even though now it's a week or a month after you said the vow. Because the whole concept of neder and shvua is related to the tzaddik of the generation, the leader of the generation. Because the whole concept of neder and shvua is to show that everything draws its life from the Torah. However, this is dependent on the giant of the generation, the tzaddik, the chacham of the generation. As Rabbein Azal writes in chapter 78 in Likutei Moran, which this whole halacha is based on. Over there in Likut Imran, Rabbein Azal explains that every single person in the world needs energy from Hashem. Where do you get energy from? You get it from the Torah. What about the non-Jews? Where do they get their energy from? They're not connected to the Torah. Or what about a Jew who is connected to the Torah? What about when he's disconnected? Where does he get his energy from? The answer is he gets it from the oitzer matnas chinam. There's that backup generator that's not dependent on anything you're doing. But Rabbi Nassau explains that there would be no logical reason whatsoever in the world 
for Hashem to create such a backup generator for the Goyim or for the Jews who are not connected to the Torah. Because in a sense, who needs them? So therefore, Hashem created a situation where the tzaddik of the generation, the biggest tzaddik in the world, can't be connected to the Torah 24-7. He has to take a break. And when he takes a break, what's keeping him alive? The hidden treasury, the oitzer mat Once it's needed for him, it can be available also for all the Jews, the entire Jewish nation, when they need it, and it can even extend to all the other nations of the world. They're all being sustained through that backup generator, which is there primarily and really because the tzaddik hador needs it. He needs it. Ki be'emes ishposhut ha-koton b'maylo da'hainu ha-moinam be'vaday e'no mechayne sa'olam al-yidei ha-toyrot. Because Rav Nosenzal says, let's get real now. <coughs> the truth is, a very simple, lowly person, a regular guy who doesn't really learn Torah, you know, very, very little connection to the Torah, we can't really say that he's sustaining the world. He's putting energy into the world through the Torah. Ki enom balei Torah. Because they're not real masters of Torah. They're not really involved in the Torah. Vafulu mi shoisik ba Torah. And even those people who are learning Torah, lav kolechot zoiche shehu yekayim kol ha'olam. Not every person is to reach that level where we can say he is sustaining the world. Ki im segula. It's only rare individuals that achieve that type of madrega where we could say he is sustaining the world. Remember the Gemara in, in towards the end of Sukkah. The Gemara says Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochoi said that if the world, that one rabbi said that there has to be a minimum of so many tzaddikim in order to support the world. Rabbi Shimon said, if there aren't, my son and I can do it. We can do it. And if that's not, if there's a problem with that, I myself can do it. The tzaddik yesoi doilam. But that's Rabbi Shimon bar Yechoi. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. That's Yechide Segula. Bechinas yochid mumche what the Gemara calls a yochid mumcha, an individual who's very, very knowledgeable, a person who's on a very high level. And if that's the case, then especially for, what, for a person to be able to attach himself and to connect himself to the Torah that's hidden in everything, in order to, to draw energy, meaning to connect to that high level energy, that hidden light that sustained the world before the Torah was given, not every person is capable of doing that. We're talking about a very, very high level. To be able to find and reveal the divine presence of Hashem that's found in everything in the world. And 
And that's why Rabbi Nassau explains over there in Likut Imran that all the simple people, all the little guys, which means the, the Hamoinam, the regular people, they need to draw energy and life from the Ish Poshut Hagodel, from the Tzadik Emes, who sometimes goes into Prostak. Rabbi Nassau calls it their Prostak. Regular guy. He becomes a regular guy. He disconnects from the super, super dvekas to the Torah, and he drops down billions of levels to become a regular guy. We're talking about the very, very high-level tzaddik, where there are times when he becomes a regular, ordinary person, he disconnects, he detaches himself to a degree from the Torah. And because he's not connected solidly and properly to the revealed Torah, he's got to make the connection to that backup generator, to that hidden Torah. And by him having to use, the, to activate that backup generator, now it's available for all the regular guys, all the simple people. As Rabbi Nezal explains very elaborately over there in chapter 78 in the second half of Likut Imran, Ayin Shom, study it over there. V'yalkein, Iker Koyach HaNeder Ushvuah, and therefore, this whole power of neder and shvua, which enables any person to turn every turn something into Torah, is dependent on the leaders, the top leaders of the generation. Whereby those great giants, they sustain themselves from that hidden Torah during those times that they go into simple mode, regular guy mode. And most definitely, when these great giants are involved in, in the study of Torah or the performance of mitzvahs, then they are certainly energizing the entire world through their Torah. And it's via these giants of the generation that all of us are receiving our energy. And it's from them that this power comes down, down to regular people that every ordinary Jew, even not a Talmud Chacham, has the ability to create Torah by making a vow through a neder or a shvua. Because the main power of being able to make anything in the world into Torah, which is it originates and comes only from the leaders of the generation. Now listen to how Rav Nosazal really shows this. And this is why we find something unusual. 
in, in the portion of the Torah where it introduces the topic of Neder and Shmuah, it begins with the words, Vayedaber Moshe el Roshe Hamatois. Moshe Rabbeinu addressed this to the leaders of the tribes. We don't find that terminology being used when it comes to other mitzvahs, keeping Shabbos, uh, kosher. Rak bechan nedorim nemar roshe hamatois. It's only when it's introducing this topic of neder and shvua, it, it says, tell this to the leaders of the tribes. Roshe hamatois daika, specifically. Ki iker mitzvizu shal nedorim shvuas hu toli baroshe hamatois shem gedoli ador. Because the whole essence of this concept of neder and shvua is dependent on the leaders of the generation. And that's why the Gemara derives from these words, Roshi Amatois, Shehachacham Oiker Haneder Mikoroi. That a great, great rabbi, he doesn't need three, he doesn't need a bezin three. He has the ability to uproot, uproot a neder from its origin. What does that mean, uproot it from its origin? Because the whole source of neder, the whole origin of neder, originates from these great chachamim. They're the ones who have these abilities to plug into the hidden Torah and to plug into the entire revealed Torah. Therefore, this great Chacham definitely has the power to undo and uproot the neder. Since the whole concept of neder comes from him, comes from him. And this is an issue that people, many people who haven't been taught emunas tzadikim, they haven't been taught the significance of the tzaddik in Judaism, and there are many people who struggle with that, they have a problem with that. The problem is that they don't learn enough Torah. That's the problem. The Gemara says, If a person doesn't learn enough, they can't be a chassid. They can't believe in tzaddikim and that, that kind of stuff because they don't know what the Gemara, what the entire Torah puts so much stress on the concept of the tzaddik, the tzaddik, that that's the beginning of everything and, and everything is tied into him. A question as to why a person cannot make a neder using the name of Hashem, the answer is <coughs> because the Sifrei Kabbal explain that originally, before creation, there was only the infinite light of Hashem, Ein Soif. In infinite, there are no names. There's no labels, there's no good and bad, there's no name, there's, a name is a tzimtzum, a name is finite. If I say Chaim Berger, I'm talking about one individual. If I say Chaim, I'm speaking only to the Chaims, nobody else, not the Shmuels and not the Yisrael's, nobody else. A name is a tzimtzum. And, and Hashem originally was above, there were no tzimtzum, so there were no names. It's only after Hashem made the, the tzimtzum, the cholalaponi, and since billions and billions of tzimtzumim, that's when the concept of a name came into existence. So that when we refer to the names of Hashem, that's, that's referring to a lower level compared to reaching a level, a higher level, where there, there is no name. It's the concept of there is no tzimtzum, no constriction. 
So Rav Nelson Sal here spoke about the revealed Torah and the hidden Torah. And in the revealed Torah, there there's all the names. In the hidden Torah, there are known, it's above the concept of names. Therefore, Shavua, which is associated with Shiva, with the revealed Torah, there we use the name of Hashem. We have Neder, which is tapping into the hidden Torah, there there are no names of Hashem. There it doesn't connect with names. Another question. The, the answer is Rabbein Azal himself. Rabbein Azal said to Rabbein Azal and that when he was a child, <coughs> the question is, can we share a brief example of using Nedarim Moshuas as seen from the Breslov elders, rabbis that I knew? The answer is, I don't think I ever saw any of my rabbis make an eder. They always were careful, like the Shulchan Aruch and the Gemara stressed to use the word, Balin Eder, Balin Eder. You know, because there's a general law that we are supposed to avoid Nedarim and Shvur. We don't do those things because, because we're dangerous. We are not necessarily capable of fulfilling, of always fulfilling what sometimes we get motivated. We, we want to do something, we're very serious about it, and we want to say, I'm going to do this. And sometimes we say we're going to do something, and sometimes within our control or beyond our control, we don't get to do it, and then it's a terrible, terrible crime. <clears throat> so therefore, we always use the term Belineder. Rabbein in his youth, said that he, he used to make Nedarim. He, in order to motivate him, the, the Gemara speaks about Nidre Zeruz, <coughs> that one of the cases where a person would be allowed to make a Nedar is if the person wants to go on a diet. The person's overweight, and they know that they have trouble with eating, 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 and that they're on a seafood diet. Whatever they see food, they have to eat it. And the person knows that they, that they, even though they know it's not the right thing to do, and it's not healthy, and it's not, they're still doing it. So the person, and the person learns about a nether, that a nether is, whoa, that's, a person can be punished very, very, very severely for breaking a nether. So great, I'm going to make a nether, and that's going to hold me back. So there is such a concept. There is such a concept. <coughs> however, <coughs> however, it's to be avoided usually. So when Rav Nosanzal heard that Rav Nosanzal made nether when he was a child, he asked respectfully, but doesn't the Gemara say that we shouldn't do those kind of things? And Rav Nosanzal said, yeah, that Gemara is talking about shlamazels like you. <coughs> Meaning... That that's for most people, most ordinary people. Rabbeinazal knew, even at that age, that he was not an ordinary person at all, and that for him, he didn't say, I realize I made a mistake. He did not say that. He, he made it clear that for him, it was okay. This was okay. But for us, we stay away from the Dharam. There is a concept of a person making a nether and fulfilling the nether immediate, a nether that you can fulfill immediately. Because Rabbi Nassau has a chapter in the Kutimran, I believe it's chapter 57, if I'm not mistaken, Torah Nun Zayim, where Rabbi Nassau says that if a person is suffering from lack of emunas chachamim, if a person feels weak in emunas chachamim, the way to correct that is by making a nether, making an so the question is, but what about the fact you're not supposed to make neders? <clears throat> and Rabbeinu Salveh shows how neder is associated with the Munus Chachamim. 
So the Mephorshim point out one of the ways that a person could, could fulfill this is if they have a tzedakah box right in front of them and they say, I'm going to give a shekel to tzedakah. And they don't say bully neder, and they put the shekel into the pushka, you know, that kind of thing. By making an neder that you can fulfill immediately, instantly, and going ahead and fulfilling it instantly. That would be an example where you can do that. But again, we don't do it on a regular basis whatsoever. And remember, we have a lot to learn. We're going to have a lot more on Edorim and on Shavuos afterwards. So be patient. We're going to be filling in pieces and more pieces, more and more information about this topic. If someone was to do that, the tzedakah, to fulfill the, the, should they say, I want to make a neder? Use that word they, exactly? They don't even have to. By not saying the words bali neder, yeah. it becomes a neder. Oh. It becomes a neder. If a person says, I'm going to do something, and they don't say bali neder, it obligates them in the form of a neder. That's why a religious Jew trains themselves to get in a habit that whenever I'm talking about, I'm going to do, bali neder, you know. Emir hmm. Hashem, if Hashem wants, you know. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos, Shabbos Mavorchim of Shvat. <clears throat> and there are people that say that Shvat is Roshitele Shanishma Besurois Toivois. We should be zeichet to hear good news from everyone, Simchas, new, good, healthy children being born, people that need Rafuas having complete Rafuas Shalema, people that need Parnosa having Shefa. <clears throat> all of us should have all the brachas that we need. Baruch Nisabigashmis. And be zeichet to see the Gaul Shlema b'mherab yameno. Amen v'amen. Amen. Thank you, Rev. Nassim. Good Shabbos. All the best.